A limerick I had to contrive, a welcome to the guests that arrive. So we set in motion another perfect commotion. Welcome to episode number five. to Perfect Commotion, a media exchange podcast where we give each other stuff to watch, read or play, and then we talk about it. So uh, this week we're continuing our trend of doing something slightly unusual, and this week we've got a guest on with us. So our guest this week is Sandy, but we're going to call him Sandals for the sake of not confusing everybody. Do you want to say hello? Detective Gardner. Because that's not contrived. Yes. Say hello. 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 Okay. I'm, I'm here. Yes. As always, I'm Alan. Uh, we've also got Dave. Hey. Nick. Hello. And Sandy. Hello. Who will be called Sandy throughout the show. <laughs> did Yay, you see how I, get I to keep my name? Did you see how I didn't respond to that? It's because I'm a professional. I was very We're all very impressed. Uh, so this week we've been watching two things. Uh, Sandals has given us Hoodwinked, a movie which is God awful, to be honest. I mean, we'll talk about that later at the right time. And the other thing we've been watching this week has been Unbreakable Kimmy Smith, which is was released on Netflix last time we started amazing. talking. Amazing! Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, Nick, do you want to jump into Kimmy Smith? No, hi, hi. Gross. Uh, oh, that's going to be your notification sound tomorrow. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, right, Unbreakable Kimmy Smith is the latest uh, Tina Fey sitcom. And it was released on Netflix a couple of weeks ago. Its basic plot is the main character is a woman who was trapped in a post-apocalyptic event by a crazy person. And it was down there for, I think, 15 years? Yeah. Yeah. And has been let out into the world, having lost her childhood. Is and... a better way to put it rather than left out. <laughs> I guess. I guess. Yes, probably. So she does the only natural thing and moves to New York and uh, has a roommate, a gay guy, and has sitcom antics. I really like it. That's that's about it, I think. Plenty more we'll talk about, I'm sure. You didn't name the church, which has the best name. It's a. Um. Saviour Rick Spooky Church of the Scary Apocalypse. <laughs> Which is run really? by Nick, do you want to say his name? I know it's your favourite name ever. Reverend Wayne Gary Wayne? Oh my god. It's the... Richard Wayne Gary Wayne. Yeah. Richard, this is why I have it written down and I haven't got the pad open. Professionalism. Uh, yes, Reverend Richard Wayne Gary Wayne. Fantastic name. I don't know why, but I love it. Uh, Is it the duplication of the Waynes? It may be. It may so, be. How does it compare in your scale of sitcom names to other ones? Say like Bob Law. Blah Blah Law is great because of its law blog and law bombs and <laughs> all the other things. That's the guy from Arrested Development. Yeah. Uh, oh. Right, I'm, I'm writing down. That I need to make Sandy watch Arrested Development at some point. <laughs> Uh, I think it's a it's it's definitely one of the better better names. I think it, it does hit the point of being conceivable as a real name without being silly. I think Bob Blah Blah. 
fell on the other side of that thing. <laughs> yes, although, although it's strange, because Arrested Development is more often than not slightly less ridiculous than this sitcom. You say that, Nick, but I want to know what your life is, because this sitcom has an episode where a rich housewife gets jealous of a robot. I know, that, that's why I'm saying <laughs> this one's more ridiculous than Arrested Development. Okay. Because yeah. this show is, uh, is it definitely did time. get more ridiculous throughout the series. I also, uh, while we're mentioning names, Xanthippy. <laughs> <laughs> For a long while, I thought they were saying Sanbibi. <laughs> <laughs> while I was researching this, I found actually how to spell her name. I was just happy about that. I'm not going to tell you, podcast listeners, though, because you might want to keep the magic. But if you don't, just Google it, I guess. We'll give you a hint. Kimmy really can't spell the name. <laughs> and if you can't, it's named after a Greek goddess? Yeah. 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 But running all my way back to the original question, how do I compare it to other sitcoms? That was a question, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. It is. Sure. Uh, why not? I, re- <laughs> I really like it. Uh, it's incredibly silly and upbeat while not being sickeningly sweet it is very pastel colored it is yeah i like that uh uh yeah i like it I, it's probably not my favorite sitcom ever that's still mash uh it's definitely in the top you know arbitrary number yeah i, I think it is a, it's a good sitcom i'll have to see how long it goes on for i think in my mind i make a difference between sort of sitcoms that run on forever and sort of comedy shows? Well, they are very... I don't... Sorry, Dave, you go. Yeah, I don't see this going on for very long. I can see maybe one or two more series and then an ending. Yeah. Well, I don't mind that. That's, that's a good thing, I think. No, I, I think that's a good thing as well. Otherwise, all the characters yeah. come way too flanderized. Yeah, yeah. Um, no. I think even in the first series, it started much stronger than it ended. Maybe. I thought it ended quite well, and it started quite well. I thought it dipped quite a lot in the middle of it. I, I, the two-parter end was lovely. I haven't actually got to the yeah, end yet, like so uh, is that something oh, to look forward to? I, I think someone has to watch a Police Academy movie. Well, you haven't watched yours either, so... Uh... Yeah, I'm going to do it like, later. I can't watch that and totally hey, hey, I think I'd... I asked like, Alan, and he said it was fine to only watch a few episodes. Oh. I, I was if that was you not liking it. Uh, and I've gotten up to episode nine, and I think that's good. Okay, yeah. Because it's really good. You can talk about <laughs> talking about shows you like. Cora. Cora. Sandy has seen Cora. I've seen Cora. It's good. It's not fantastic, but it's worth a watch. That's that's sacrilegious. Um Did I break friendships then? Yeah, you did. I'm sorry. What friendships? Uh, <laughs> Alan, you had a point about the posh, not English character. Oh, yeah. Um, well, usually in shows, when you get an English person, there's something terrible about them, or they're either sickly sweet. You get no sort of real human people in it. And so I like how they sort of, they stole all the traits of an Englishman while actually making him very American, which is another thing that shows do a lot, but they don't explicitly address it ever. So you'll have an English person, but for some reason he'll say everything the American way because they've actually got an American guy voicing him and he doesn't quite pay attention. Sort of the opposite of Hugh Laurie playing House. That's the common situation I see when I see Ameri- um, when I see English people portrayed in American shows. 
Uh, and it was really nice to see a guy who had the most English of English of posh accents you could have. And then it turns out he's from Kentucky. But he just learned how to speak with an English accent because that's what posh people sound like. Talking British is what he calls it. Yes. Well, of course, because he's American, so it's nothing's English. It's always British. <laughs> Which I imagine is great annoyance to the, the Scots and the Welsh and the Irish. The dolphin died on the I'm side. I'm totally okay with it. What? Have you not seen that episode? Oh, Detective Gardner. Come on. TG, TG. <laughs> you knew the risk coming on podcast. Well, I enjoy Kimmy Schmidt. I, I enjoy how it creates brick jokes. In fact, it says something ridiculous early on, and then later in the episode, it will be brought up, and the event will actually happen with almost no fanfare. It's true. Yeah, yeah. Like, One day uh, we'll find out why she's scared of Velcro. And the whole... Um, Titus being get told that one day you'll wake up and you'll look in the mirror and it's an old lady, but it's actually not a mirror. <laughs> it's a window. And they'll punch you. And in that exact like that. Situa- <laughs> situation, that ridiculous set of events happens just as a throwaway joke later on. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that was fantastic. That was good. Well, I, I think we've, we've hit upon the point where we sort of have to say this of it's very much like 30 Rock. Not that that's a bad thing. Never seen. I think it's a lot. It's a lot tighter in terms of starting off than Thirty Rock. In terms of like its pacing and humor is a lot more there. Yes, because I I think Thirty Rock had a lot of setup to do. You you had to learn how ridiculous. Oh my god, I forgot his name. Boss, what's his name? Jack Uh, Donaghy. You you have to learn what Jack Donaghy's like before you can see him in a situation that makes it funny. You have to learn what uh, Tracy Jordan is like. You have to learn what Jenna's like. Well, this one just. What everybody else starts like. off in a ridiculous situation and just keeps going from that. And and everyone's actually surprisingly normal, considering <laughs> how stereotyped they are compared to Kimmy. Because <laughs> uh, you, you you start off in the opening season of the show as Kimmy in the bunker being rescued, and the rest of the show sort of from there. So you know Kimmy smarts off from a weird position, and you don't really know how weird a position is. And part of the show is you learning uh, weird little intricacies and things she doesn't understand, like. Oh, a fish out of water kind of deal. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but they don't overdo no, it. No, they don't. They could have made it so much worse, but yeah, it was just little things. I also really like how it seemed like only Santhippe was the one who realized how weird Kimmy was. Everyone else somehow just thought she was quite normal. <laughs> that is an adorable rivalry they have. I love every time they're both on screen. <laughs> yeah. I, I well, I've just uh, googled her name, Zenfippi, and you guys know what it means. Uh, no, I didn't Yellow read that horse. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> of course it does. Do you see a horse? Yellow horse. Okay. D- yeah. That's a, okay. Wife of Socrates. I said Greek goddess, but I was wrong. It's wife of. She was the wife okay, of. Okay, so that's an oddly specific word. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I really like the theme song as well. I think it has to go in my top ten theme songs. Oh, yes. yes. I love how they, they sort of reference culture so much. in general. Oh. <laughs> And so much of it is wrong pop culture references because Kimmy sort of heard it a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> Word out. Well, yeah. <laughs> so uh, we, we spoke a lot about the good things about it. Is there any things that people don't like about it? 
I thought it got a tad too strange during the court case. Um, it just got a bit too silly for me there. I still yeah, liked it, yeah. but compared to the earlier episodes, which seemed to make more sense, yeah, it wasn't as good. Well, I, I, I think it was the worst lawyer. Um, the, the classic American laughing at small towns. Because I, I think in recent years, small towns have sort of been avoided in popular culture. As in, we've had less movies where, you know, small town high school, rom-com, whatever the hell's going on. I think we've had less of those recently. And so I think that she was just, Tina Fey was jumping on that chance just going, yeah, let's do something laughing at the small towns because that never really happens without being very out and back and being very hicky. Mm. So, anybody else feel that? Or am I just... I don't know. It's a good point. Yeah. I, I agree with it and have nothing to add to it or disagree with it. There are things I'm quite aware of because so I grew up in a small town so I know that the jokes that we made of even smaller towns and then I, I sort of, I don't hear those coming down from cities and I'm often a bit confused about why that exists. Um, and another thing I didn't like was Xanthopy. I didn't like her character. I thought she was too weird and sort of all over the place. Because she's very mean. It is quite exaggerated. Yeah. And she's meant to be 15. Yeah. Yeah. Which is part of the joke, I guess. Yeah, she, yeah, she flip-flops quite a lot from being a 15-year-old to being, like, a 21-year-old. Yeah, because she's, she's incredibly mean to Kimmy, but she's, like, she's straight-edged with her friends. She doesn't do any drugs, she doesn't drink anything, despite the fact she hangs out with people who do that all the time. And it's just a weird sort of disconnect, I think. Um. Okay. That's probably trying to say something about what being a teenager is like. I suppose. Probably not accomplishing it very well. Yeah. yeah. Not positive uh, or negative, but there's an awful lot, at least in the first three episodes, which I just rewatched now, of uh, sexual humour. Oh, like, yes. An yes. awful lot. Yeah. 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 Not really surprising after someone who's been locked away for so long. That would be quite strong on your mind. Especially because there was sex stuff she drops once. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> and they never reference it again. Probably for the best. I hope they reference it in the context of Hulkmania. Oh, oh that was fantastic. I loved Hulkmania. <laughs> uh, it was mentioned once, I guess, when uh, she tried to have a relationship with the not Englishman. And... Dong? No, no, the not Englishman. Oh, not the okay. not. Oh, the. Uh, yeah, I know who you mean. Yeah. Have to say that was one of the best bits. <laughs> Dong, oh, it said, <laughs> "Kimmy, your name means penis." <laughs> in, uh, Vietnamese, brilliant. <laughs> but, yeah, but yes, yeah. There, there was a lot of sexual so, humor, but I found it was never terribly explicit. I mean, it, it, it never went into the drama being, you know, well, a, lot of it was ter- a lot of it was explicit, but explicit because it's ridiculous. As in, yeah, yeah. You don't yeah. really need to explain what a foot slut is, or even you can just make up that word. That was funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No yeah. one's the perfect foot slut. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's also far too quotable. I found. Yeah. Far too yeah, quotable. Yeah. It's not fallen into my uh, quoting vocab yet. Things quite easily fall into my quoting vocab before I. It <laughs> yes. Who plays Jenna Maroney? An actress. Uh, Jane from Thirty Rock. Yes, yes, uh, she was fantastic. Kowski. She, yeah, she she is really good. Yeah, but I find was. she's playing I the think... same character in both. 
It's the yes. same Much character. Yeah. I that. yeah. I I actually well, uh, saw an interview with her, and <laughs> this was mentioned, and she just like made an offhand remark of, "I I don't know what Tina Fey sees in me, and I'm not going to ask <laughs> because I don't want an answer." <laughs> Uh, but yes, very similar character. I, I love the way she's set up just when she uh, asks Kimmy if she wants a bottle of water. So no one just throws it in the bin. <laughs> just yeah, sets up really perfectly, good. I think. I really like her um, Native American. Oh, oh yeah, that, that was really good. I like when she beats up uh, the Native American later on and then like, and then talks about the wolf. Stops howling like a wolf. Or after she says it, there is a buffalo. (laughs) (laughs) I think we may be referencing stuff that to Detective Garden. Yeah, I I thought watching the first nine episodes of a 13-episode series would set me up quite well, but... Oh, unfortunately, it all came out on the same day, it being on Netflix. Yeah, her... As a result, I married... Her character (laughs) uh, resolves quite late on. Yeah. I really liked, um, uh, is it Lillian as a character? Oh, oh the Lillian's landlady! Great, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. brilliant. <laughs> I like Titus as well. Like, they're all good. They're, they're all yeah. very. They're all, really I, good they're all very funny, like yeah. characters. They're, they're. Yeah, I thought uh, Titus was going to be too much of a caricature when he first, when in the first episode or two, but he really isn't. You can, he really has a human side later on. Yeah, because I, I, I was quite worried that he'd be way too over. Overpowering in it, but he was. Really a, I liked when he yeah. he was Defon, wasn't he? Yes. One of Angie's entourage. I like when he is induced. The landlady basically does go through a list of character traits that will set that sets him up as a sitcom character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. So we all sort of enjoyed. Uh, Unbreakable Kitty Schmidt. Yeah. Now, if I do some sort of segue and move into Hoodwink, <laughs> how would I describe the differences? Oh, God. I think I'll let our uh, designated guest start with that one. Well, I guess the difference might be several, I don't know how much it costs to make a TV show, but several million in budget? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, Hoodwinked is an animated film from 2005 telling three stories well, three different points of view of the same story of Red Riding Hood. And it Pat was... Well, how was it, guys? I don't want to talk about it. Nick? You like talking about um, things? <laughs> usually, yes. I, um... I was like my 80 minutes back. Uh, See, I no. watched it. It was... and I, I, It was a thing. I watched it and I enjoyed it. I didn't enjoy it for being good, and I started off enjoying it ironically, but I actually did enjoy it while watching it. What's wrong with you? I watched it in two parts. So I watched all of it up to the end of the wolf story in one go, and then I watched the rest of it in the second go. (laughs) That helped it, because the animation improves drastically towards the end. Because in the opening uh, sequence, there's a police bear? 
I could not stop staring at her eyes in the opening sequence. And he blinks, and his eyelashes don't appear until he's blinking. But the eyelashes only appear for, like, three frames. But they're so prominent, and they're so huge, that whenever he blinks on screen, you're aware of it, and your attention is completely distracted by him blinking. I have to say, like, a fact I found out about this film, which isn't surprising, is that the animation studio was not used to working on feature-length 3D films, or at least 3D films at all. Yeah, it's, uh, it shows. It shows. <laughs> it really does. It actually kind of almost made me feel physically sick. <laughs> it was That's an interesting colors, reaction. It was a combination of the colours, the focus, the zoom, and just the really bad textures. <laughs> it just did strange things with my mind, and I had to stop about 15 minutes in. I think uh, part oh, of the... I especially want to chime in with that feeling physically sick thing. <laughs> During some of the scenes on the uh, minecart, <laughs> I got a bit of motion sickness. I don't really get motion sickness. <laughs> but these are interesting reactions, guys. These, this is good. It's so the, good. the animation does improve over the movie, so you can tell they learnt a lot, because the, the eyelashes problem disappears towards the end. Well, the, I, I got obsessed with watching people's eyes in the background, because they only blink when the camera focuses on them. <laughs> and they blink too much then, don't they? <laughs> Dave, what did you think? I see. Well, um... <laughs> he laughed it so much. I'll talk about something else. There's no words for it. D- Dave strongly believes if he doesn't have anything nice to say. Oh yeah, I want you. Like, I think we should try and focus on nice things to say for now. Well, uh, okay. The, the songs um, were were interesting, and they were all original, and they didn't feel like someone had written a song to sell a single, and had written a song for the show. Because there's, I think, Frozen suffers from that a little bit. I think Let It Go was a nice sort of theme song, but bits of the song just went on too long, and you could tell they were just like, oh, we can make a single from this. <laughs> Whereas you couldn't make a single from any of these songs, but they all fit <laughs> the show so terrible, really well. Yes. Especially the song, well, Red is Blue, because there's a line which says, Red is Blue, that makes no sense, but it's true. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't notice that, but okay, yeah, I like that. Um, I think there were some... They had some quality voice actors oh, as well. Yeah, How did they, really they get did. those actors really to huge. be part of this? Because it's Anne Hathaway. Yeah, they didn't even have a big budget. They um, apparently recast the movie after they got a publisher or a distributor. Which is another interesting uh, point, is the fact that this is one of the first independently funded yeah. three demi- like uh, computer animated films. So it didn't have a big publishing studio behind it. Okay. Yeah, it, it had a tiny budget of less than $8 million. Uh, do, do we have a, a budget for comparison? <laughs> Most Big okay, so what's a big How much was budget? Um, uh, Smurfs two. Well, Moshrek was sixty million. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's a that's oh, a wow, massive. Okay, difference. and uh, Smurfs two oh, was wow. one hundred and five. And I think yeah, yeah, but I think Shrek Smurfs was guaranteed so money. Though. Animation costs. I think I think I was saying that Shrek I think is the obvious point of comparison to this film, but I think they are aimed at two different audiences. It, it, I felt I didn't. I don't really think they were. I felt this was aimed at the same sort of style as Shrek and the same sort of. I think Hoodwinkle is very much aimed at kids. Yes, much more than Shrek. Shrek is definitely a family. Oh yeah, Shrek was 
for kids, but entertaining adults as well. See, I, th- I think Shrek's for teenagers. No. No. I think it's for teenagers, but entertaining film. kids as well. Yeah. Because there's just so many references and so much subver- subvertive humour in Shrek that people watching a fairy tale film there's the first time. There's subvertive humour everywhere in children's film and TV, though. Uh, especially the good yeah, ones. Yeah, they're really... A- especially in Spongebob. They make mum jokes in Spongebob. Yeah, but it's just yes, so have... annoying. I can't stand Spongebob. <laughs> Sorry, that's probably a bit of a controversial opinion, but... God damn it! <laughs> Actually, the early stuff Spongebob was brilliant. I agree with Alan. It took away a hangover like nothing Dave, else. I think if you have an opinion on different ages of Spongebob, you've watched too much Spongebob. <laughs> <laughs> I've watched all Spongebob. The beginning was brilliant, but then it got really bad really quickly. Too much Spongebob. But things like in Hoodwinked, the schnitzel song, I think it's a very funny song, but clearly not aimed at adults. Oh, no, or even teenagers. I think... No. You, you're saying kids. You're probably thinking like, oh yeah, people were about 12, but <laughs> kids like 12 are almost entirely teenagers. I think six this to is eight. A lot more like, yeah, six to eight. It's probably more of a Hoodwinked thing. Because uh, yeah, see, I think Trek was written for that age group too, at least to appeal to those as well as a wider range. I think that might yeah. be the difference. Uh, I would say it's, I wouldn't say that Shrek isn't a children's film. It's definitely like if you. Were... I think that's what it was. Its primary audience was young kids. Yes, but the writers were good enough to make it appeal to everyone. Oh, I think. The Shrek audience was when this did not have those everybody. writers when it launched. It was, but I I don't think that was a given to begin with. Like they had a demographic in mind when they wrote it. At least that's my thoughts. But any good kids film should entertain the whole family. Yes. Hmm. And this is definitely not to <laughs> no, do I, that. I found it was interesting enough, but it, it's it's how it entertains the family because there were definitely moments in Shrek when you were like, okay, this is a joke for the adults. And I think there's none of that in Hoodwinked. But that's... No, but but I, I think that's maybe towards to do with the quality of the writing rather than the intent. Yeah. I mean, there was jokes for adults in the Animaniacs. I mean... Yeah. I, I really, in Hoodwinked, enjoyed the three-story perspective. That was interesting. Oh, yeah. It did. I... Because it's yeah. split into four segments. Um, it's the tale of Red Riding Hood... But the police come in and arrest the big bad wolf when they get to, oh no, he's going to grandma, because grandma is locked in the closet, apparently. And then the police are interviewing Ed Riding Hood, the wolf, and the grandmother to find out what actually happened. And the Axeman. Oh, they do interview the Axeman, don't yeah. they? I completely forgot about his story. That's where you hit, hit I love the schnitzel song. <laughs> I hate the I love the schnitzel song because uh, schnitzel is a funny song. word and they clearly realised that. You really did. <laughs> and then they wrote a song about <laughs> that one word. In a good oh. way. Sandy, what's your opinion on the schnitzel song? Um, it it was a song. I, to be honest, I didn't pay much attention to it. I just thought, oh god, another song. Okay. The one part I really didn't like was the wolf's sidekick. Whose voice is literally like unlistenable to. Yeah, it's it's a joke in the film that you can't understand what he's saying, and it's high pitched and annoying. Then they give him coffee. It's so funny. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, that, that was a joke straight out of Over the Hedge, but I don't know if I know Over the Hedge launched, and I think it might be Over the Hedge came out later. Over the Hedge, if you can't remember, was an amazing movie. It had Avril Lavigne playing a possum. <laughs> was her career playing dead? Uh, well, she did it once, and then her dad was so proud of her. Because she, she stopped in front of a car, and the car thought it hit her, and they needed the car to stop, so she ran out and she pretended to be dead. But her dad I thought... I Alan missed my uh, joke. Nick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a good movie. And I don't have a weird obsession with people and pop. I, I, I... On that note, have you seen... <laughs> you <do. laughs> have you seen Britney Spears' music video, where she's basically stars in a white ghost We should Michelle. definitely go back to Hoodwink. This is me talking during the break. And I don't have a weird obsession with people of pop. I would have watched Hoodwinks at least twice if I was really bored the second time. Oh god, I hate Andy Dick. Sandals has already alluded to the, the multiple stories about the same same crime going on. And that's actually taken from a movie called uh, Rashomon, which is a 1950s Japanese movie, which is a really, really great movie. And it's basically the same premise. So four different people see the same crime happening. I think it's the murder of the murder of the wife's husband. So there's a bandit, the wife, the samurai, and the woodcutter. And they all see the... <laughs> the woodcutter's obsessed with shit. They, they all see the woodcutter's... They all see the, the wife's husband get murdered. I think that's the point of it. And it's like why he was murdered. And it's really interesting to see how four people tell different accounts of the story. And then the climax, I think, is there's a beggar who sees a fifth... Um, who tells a fifth account and he sees it without any biases of what's going on because basically the bandit robs the bandit robs the husband uh the wife says the bandit did it the bandit says he left the bone alive the woodcutter sees something weird going on and in the end i think it's the husband kills himself because the wife was unfaithful with the bandit i probably haven't spoiled that to you because i probably got it all wrong but it's an interesting story and it's it's really cool <laughs> probably watch it and i think that's I think that started the whole movie idea of having multiple crime scenes of the same same concept. And it also has a woodcutter, so I think that's them going, yeah, we've got more Do you think it inspired Hoodwinked? Well, I think it's inspired it sounds like how it they portrayed Hoodwinked, because... Well, I think that, that premise has been done in so many different animated episodes yeah, or different before shows. Before 1950? Over the years. And I, <laughs> no, I, I'm not saying it was done before then, but I'm thinking a lot of stuff has done it, so... Hoodwink may have not been done straight from that, but it's using yeah. the same. On the note of things take inspiration from other things, way. I get really annoyed when people say games take inspiration from both Bioshock and Deus Ex because what you're basically saying is it takes inspiration from System Shock. Sorry, rant over. Moving on. Now it's a pseudo rant. Tiny, teeny rant. rant. It, it, it really bugs me because I see it an awful lot. And you should make that rant into a haiku. A haiku? Uh. Yeah. Not now, not now. <laughs> Jesus Christ, not now. We did that before. Uh, right. In this film, there is a rapping granny. Yes. Talk about that and justify it to me. <laughs> Jesus Christ, it annoyed me. Oh, I don't How think I cool. watched enough for... Oh, uh, <laughs> you didn't get the I end don't think I saw the no, grandma's story. I think I fell asleep and started watching Triple X instead. Uh, uh. Wait, wait, watching Triple X in your dream? Yes. Is or I fell on the controller and started watching Triple X, because that cannot have been in Hoodwinked. See, I think the grandma no, that... is the weakest point in the film. Yeah. Yeah. You mean yeah. Triple G? I mean Triple G. And that's, like, apparently Big G from the first episode of G-Dog saying that. Wait, what? Can you call me G-Dog in the first episode? 
Yeah, we did. I did, but doesn't the granny have like a triple G yeah. nickname? We, we should clarify at this and point in time. The granny story is basically triple X, but she's triple G. And so she goes snowboarding and then gets into a fight with a load of evil Europeans. For no reason. Damn American-centric cinema. Uh, <laughs> that, that's literally how they're described. And the one who's referred to as Boris. Ah, oh, sorry. Um, because Pete, Keith's a too boring name. But so, yeah, the grandma story is basically triple X and she has to fight them off. Um, and it's not a good scene. The action <laughs> seemed quite nice and surprisingly well animated considering how bad some of the other animation in the movie <laughs> well, like, was. I was, I was reading some background material on it, and I think the creator, because this is clearly a work of love for the creator, because films like this, if they're independently funded, don't get made otherwise. Yeah, yeah. He he did note it. For every three, five mistakes in a film, he could only maybe correct two of them before the budget would run out. Okay. So he he could see the mistakes in every scene, but imagine yeah. how frustrating that is not to be able to fix them and know this will be released to audiences. Yeah, yeah. You, you can definitely see the animation quality improve as the movie goes on, which leads me to believe the fact about you were saying that they, um, the animation studio, this was their first 3D thing they've ever made. <laughs> I could totally believe that because it does get a lot better as, as, it, as it goes on. Have they done anything else since? Um, Hoodwink 2? Which was a commercial. Well, we should say this movie, this movie was a commercial success. It made, like, what was it? Twelve times its budget. Um, I think so. So it was a commercial success. Yeah. Yes. Um, I. They got a sequel. Yeah. I uh, bought well, the the sequel was a complete utter failure. Yeah. There we go. It had grossed over a uh, hundred million dollars. So that's yeah, it went well over made its money at the top. And I think that's the thing that the cinema doesn't do now you don't see many small budget movies sort of being released mainstream because this was like a mainstream release this was a movie cinemas all the place i think i remember seeing i, I, uh, I definitely of this. I, I definitely saw uh trailers for it yeah and considering yeah. how big budget movies just sometimes completely flop what was the one on mars it was they kept was renaming it for stupid stupid reasons no there was a disney movie on mars and it was like your mother from Mars. I don't know. I may be making this up. Mars but... needs mums. I've seen that was it, and it was <laughs> god awful, and it made so little money that it was completely a failure. But if they'd made it independently for eight million, it probably would have been a huge success. I've never heard of Mars. Mars well, needs mums. I've only seen it on mom. Netflix. It was. I think it's Mars needs mums. It was renamed a couple of times. That that is the right name. Uh, what was the other one? Uh, hmm. Lone Ranger and Tonto. Which, despite being a huge flop, has made it onto the Disney Infinity line of toys. Which is, is I find it really strange, because the rest of them are Pirates of the Caribbean and the Avengers. <laughs> Someone was expecting that movie to do much better than it did. And... You can always sell Johnny Depp in a hat, they thought, yeah, to themselves, while cackling over money. We should, we should probably get a bit more back to, to Hoodwink. Does anybody have anything more to say about it. doesn't look like the director has done anything else since Hoodwink 2. What was a different director than <laughs> Hoodwink 2? Um, he co-wrote it, though, apparently. The Corey yeah, Edwards. Yeah, he, he co-wrote it, but he didn't... It says here he did Escape from Planet Earth and Yellowbird. I don't know what they are. Is that no. the theme for this week? Oh, I've, I actually, I've actually seen Escape from Planet Earth, I think. It's another animated film. Yes, so is Yellowbird. So we agreed that this oh, week's theme is also retroactively rip, uh... yellow animals. 
Right. <laughs> Obscurely connected yellow animals. Sure. I, don't, I, I get that. I'm smart. I don't get that. Well, it's because of the yellow horse and yellow bird. Ah, yes, yes. Yeah. Okay, I get it. Now. <laughs> you Fair know enough. I can't recall things. You know, yellow animals. So, did anyone notice how they sort of kept the idea of the fairy tale intact? they were very cynical about other things that were going on. So, for instance, they, they had... The police were literally pigs. The police literally <laughs> ran through Grandpa's house and took all the inverted commas evidence, but there was just cookies around the place. <laughs> and then they started Some eating. of them were. Then they started, there was also a stork and a bear. And they started eating and the a... evidence like they do in like, real <laughs> crime scenes. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just a bit... Um, I, I find it a bit jarring because they... Oh, well, after reading up on it, I found that he didn't want to make a cynical fairy tale story. After Shrek 1 and 2, there were enough cynical fairy tale stories, and he thought it was wrong to introduce children to fairy tales in a cynical way. Um, which I think is a fair point, because you don't get what they're being cynical about if you don't know the actual fairy tale in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I find... Yeah, I find Jari. He, it wasn't the storyline wasn't cynical about like the fairy tale content, but everything else around the world was rather cynical with the because it was basically like the rabbit. Spoiler alert: there's a bad guy, and it's the yeah. rabbit. Yeah, <gasps> voiced by Andy Dick. But the rabbit, he had a oh, really God, I hate Andy Dick. He had a really cynical plan for enslaving everyone with fast food. Yes, and if he had that chemical, I don't understand why I needed the recipes. And if you can make your snacks addictive, you don't need to steal the recipes. Because he can have an audience if there's no other competitors. You can have an audience everywhere anyway if you get everyone addicted your, slowly. Your, your growth rate will be quite slow. Your market penetration will be quite high, but you won't go anywhere. You'll have all the people who try your food, but the people who try your food might be quite low. Yeah, but they'll, they'll show other people that Oh, that's, like that's why people eat Doritos now. Nobody on Earth, nobody in this planet can remember a recipe. They have to write it down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. By the way, we haven't strange. mentioned that yeah. the main plot, the main subplot that turns out to be the actual main plot is about recipes going missing. And that cripples the entire food industry of fairy tale land. Yet yeah, none of them starve. Yeah, it's a, it's a strange world because... Well, it's not. It's not the food industry. It's the goodie oh, industry. Oh yeah. <laughs> is that an allegory so for drugs? Sh- is this a drug ring? <laughs> it's got a breaking bad. They're in primary uh, industry. Oh, How do they make their money? What's going on in this world? <laughs> well, <laughs> solely clearly the primary industry, industry can't have that. Well, clearly, like the primary industry is like extreme snowboard tricks <laughs> <laughs> or. Mining because they have this extensive mine network. Yeah, were... They have mine cards, but there's no mining I've seen going on. I, I, I don't know what that goat does in the background. I mean... <laughs> he has a horn for everything, Alan. <laughs> a horn and for everything. <laughs> and so oh many songs. He has a horn for you. And now I'm not going to sleep. If it was a, it, Super gross. If it was a smarter <laughs> film, I'd, I'd think the goat's really annoying song would be. Like playing on really annoying songs in other films, like there has to be a song now. It has to be catchy, but I don't think it was doing that mm. because it was just an annoying song. 
Yeah, you can't just yeah. have an annoying song that points yeah. out other annoying songs. It needed to be not be annoying. At least. I did like how... Nope. <laughs> but that's not meta. Ah, e- oh, just pointing something out and still doing it's so annoying. Community. It's my, it's my one most... <laughs> yeah, community yeah. really got bad at it. But it, it's when you go, oh, look, this happens a lot in, in, in this medium that I'm portraying. It's like, okay, you going to do anything with it? No, we're just going to do it like everyone else. But we point it out, so yeah. we're cool. But in an ironic way. <sighs> oh, Get off my lawn, you bad nasty kids. It's, Ooh, I think I'm it called, like, something that me and... Was it Sandals we were talking about this? Were you talking about the Andran philosophy of people saying that... Oh, yes. Um, oh, what was it? You said it quite well. Well, it was actually my friend Alex said it to me that because it's the whole Amran philosophy about being objective and rational and going, this is rational, therefore I can, I'm rational, therefore I can rationalize anything without realizing it, almost. So she went and had an affair with her, I don't know, I've gone who she had an affair, but she went and had an affair and she rationalized it by going, my body needs sex, I find him attractive, it's rational for me to have an affair with you. Uh, I think that harps back to people pointing things out and going, we're not perpetuating this, we're pointing it out, and that's different, because by being aware of it, you're not including it, you're mocking it by including it. Like, the mere act of including it is the mocking. But that doesn't work unless you do something with it, because from the outside context, there's no way to tell the difference between including something in a mockingly way and including something in a sincere way. Sorry for that strangely philosophical segue. No, that, that that makes sense to me. We're getting more philosophical about hoodwink than we Sorry, did with the Matrix. <laughs> and Unbreakable for me, Schmidt. Back to silly things. I'm glad there was a very small amount of songs, such that I forgot there were songs in the movie. <laughs> I started watching this when Alan told me to yesterday, <laughs> and it, within five, ten minutes, there was a full capital message sent through Facebook to Alan saying, she's singing, oh my god, <laughs> she's singing. Yeah, start on. I got a weird live tweeting of the three of them watching at the same time. Going, this is awful. Why am I doing this with my life? I understand that it's built on a shoestring budget, and it is impressive in that regard. But just because something's impressive doesn't mean it's good. No, I, I liked it. I think. Well, I think the fact that it made so much money shows that it's not terrible. It shows that it was successful at doing what yeah. it needed to to make money yeah. doesn't show that i enjoyed it but you're not it's target audience i'm not but i'm reviewing it and i cannot review it through any other th- well, uh, if eyes you put on someone else's eyes do you Wait. think kids will enjoy it uh maybe kids enjoy almost anything i think they probably would yeah very young, young kids, kids would. Yeah. it's a cup and a ball I still quite liked it. I mean, I, I admit there were so many things that were wrong and that were bad with it, but as opposed to so many modern action movies where you've got the graphics there, but the storyline is just pants and you've got no idea what's going on. You you hate those because there's no co- coherency between the, the, the amazing scenes. But in this, you just kind of had... There was crap, but what was linking the crap was actually quite interesting. You know, I'm, I'm not saying it's fantastic. I'm not saying it's, you know, it's going to get down history as like the Shawshank Redemption of writing, but... It's it was good enough to sort of perk my interest slightly more than Transformers was, and all I remember about that is nothing. Fighting robots. He was running down the side of the skyscraper. Um, but 
Which one was that? Two? They all blend together. It was one where they were seen... racist, and I don't think it was the one where they had two the racist robots. I think it's where the black guy turned up in the city and went, I'm going to get my homies, and then a truck full of other black people turned up. Um... I haven't seen it, but I think it's three. <laughs> I, I've only seen I, one. I saw one and two, and it wasn't those ones. Yeah. Even though two was racist. Yeah, I, I've seen I, one I really two. enjoyed I, one. Really? But then it said giant robots oh, fighting. But the fighting was unsatisfying for me. Yeah. I want to see a world where Transformers didn't come out, but Pacific Rim did, and therefore Pacific Rim Nick, did really Nick. well. Pacific Rim did come out. <laughs> yes, but after Transformers, and no one watched it because they just thought it was fighting robots, which it was, admittedly, but it was done well. Did anyone see Battleships? No one saw Battleships. <laughs> Let me explain the figures here. How much appeal? No, zero the, people viewed the, the combined fan bases of Rihanna and a board game can muster. <laughs> there's no one in the overlap. Wasn't there also a film that was Rock'em Sock'em Robot? Uh, Real Steel. I mean, it wasn't called that. There we are. Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Wasn't it Hugh Laurie? No, it was Hugh Jackman. No, it was Hugh Jackman. <laughs> Jesus yeah. Christ. Are you being serious, Alan? <laughs> what? Am I wrong? Wolverine. You thought Hugh Laurie was in the... You thought Hugh Laurie was in a film of two robots <laughs> punching was. each other in a boxing <laughs> ring? <laughs> Battleships actually made money. Wow. Yeah, it made a hundred million. The only thing I know about Battleships uh, is the fact they do a handbrake turn in a battleship using the anchor. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I need to watch it. What? <laughs> also, I cannot find Hugh Laurie in Real Steel. No, I can't. He was that. in one of the movies because it keeps I... coming up on Netflix of Hugh Laurie wearing boxing gloves. What? But was he a no, robot? He... Oh, right. okay. No. Are you thinking of Stuart Little? Human. You're thinking of Stuart Little. Let me find his filmography and we'll go through this step by step. Well, I enjoyed Hoodwinked at first, ironically, because I went instantly after watching like 15 minutes. Alan, Alan, you have to watch this. Get on this, Alan. You recommended that to me. Was that before this was planned or after? It was before this was planned. That's why this is planned. And whenever you recommend me something I don't think I like, what do I do in return? You recommend me something that I've already seen. Gurren Lagan. <laughs> Always oh, Gurren Lagan. It's giant robots fighting. We're going way off yeah, topic. I'm, I'm trying oh, to steer yeah. us back onto the good ship Hoodwink. Not battleships. <laughs> I don't think we. There's much more to say on it, unfortunately. I really didn't enjoy it, although I did like Patrick Warburton as. I the always like Patrick Warburton. Yes, he had he had the lovely voice. I only recently saw The Emperor's New Groove. And, oh, nice. <laughs> Sandy, what bit did you particularly not enjoy? Like, which stands out as the least enjoyable, and which stands out as the most I think enjoyable? For me, it was just the visuals that really put me off. Because it all, I, I kind of started getting a headache um, quite early on. Um, and it was just trying to be funny, but wasn't. Uh, so I, I couldn't enjoy it in a haha laugh at it, its terrible way because it was trying to be funny. Um, as opposed to the films that try to be serious but are instead ridiculous. And what? What did you um, most enjoy about Hoodwinked? That it ended. <laughs> I didn't even get to the end. I think I got about 40 minutes through. 
it, uh, it, it this... really hurt to watch when I was watching it when the granny started snowboarding. <laughs> yes, that was exactly I, I was pretty much like, well, I've I've just lost all uh See with me interest I was like, in Oh this. my god, she's doing it. They're actually doing this in a film that was released for audiences. Having the granny snowboard. <laughs> <laughs> but but of course they did. That's what they do. Yeah. That's what these movies do. That's why we have this this granny snowboarding think, oh genre. God, it happens too often for me to be surprised it happens. <laughs> I don't think I can name another film that does that. Then I am glad for you. I have an open challenge with that statement. There is well, a... I just googled it and I got Meet Norma, the 75-year-old snowboarding grandmother. <laughs> it's not a film, but it's a BBC article. Oh, wow. Ah, uh, she happened. Huh. Uh, there was a... I don't know why, but when I was a child, we had a VHS, a VHS tape. Uh... And when we put it in, there was just like a ring and hissing. And a, no, um, it was called Gran, and it was some sort of weird TV show about a young plasticine boy and his grandma. It was also plasticine. The entire world was plasticine. It was either some good witchcraft, and that had a granny that would do nonsense like that. So I watched that entirely, like maybe twice. I must have been really bored the second time. But I was like seven. So I guess that I would have watched Hoodwinked at least twice if I was really bored the second time. <laughs> I mean, that's... I guess. <laughs> I, I, but we're always idiots like at some point. I would love that as the quote on the poster. <laughs> <laughs> I would watch it twice if I was The most boring movie I've ever seen, going by how much physical harm I've ever inflicted on myself, was Doom, where I pulled an unloose tooth from my mouth. It was a baby <laughs> teeth, by the way. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? A movie made itself hard? It was I think it was just a baby teeth and it was it was coming loose, but it wasn't loose anyway. You know how they, they fucking take ages to come out. But I, I sat down and watched, watched Doom and then by the end of the movie I had one less tooth in my mouth. <laughs> um, did the movie affect your tooth? What right? <laughs> Is there a connect between those two events, or they just happen at the same know, time? I didn't enjoy Dune, and so now my stuff. Good point, Alan. Well made. <laughs> well made. How many things did I have by the end of it? And by that ranking, every movie is equal, and Dune is below the standard. So as soon as all your beauties came out, all movies got better. <laughs> We don't know yet. Because the metric of how many teeth you lost during it went to like 0% chance, well, almost 0% chance. Yeah, apparently. That's a okay. bad method to rank movies on. We've taken some strange tangents on this show so far, Alan, and that is by far the worst. We've definitely had the least prepared for this episode. I think it's hard to say things about yeah, hoodwinked if you're not... Yeah. If you ever it. Me again, I'll give you a better thing. I don't think you can do worse. Hoodwink <laughs> <laughs> too. Oh, um, so, uh, well, I think Sandy's won the Sandy title of being Sandy. <laughs> yes. Sandy. We've got Detective Gardner and yes. Sanchi. Uh, Sanchi won the title and of Sandy by burning Sandy. <laughs> Oh, I'll say that three times. Okay, fast. I think we've all said our piece on Hoodwinked. Uh, just to reiterate, I quite liked it, but I understand lots of it was a bit shit. Um, 
<laughs> Sandals, do you have anything yeah, to say about the movie? The best. What, what did you think of it? I think I, I enjoyed it. Like I enjoyed it ironically, and then I started enjoying it ironically. <laughs> I don't think those words work that way. We'll let it, we'll let it slide. This is your first. I know. I'll allow it. I'll allow it ironically now. Well, if we use it enough, I'll put it in the dictionary, and it'll be true. So almost tautologically, it will become a real word. So can we use the word "regardless" what? instead of "irregardless"? So, what would the definition of "ronic" uh, "ronic" Not be? Ironic. In this circumstance, <laughs> I think genuine, sincere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like just everything else. <laughs> no, 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 ironic things that are not ironic, and they're not ronic. The sort of things that just exist, like tonic. <laughs> Guys, <laughs> we said we weren't going to open with the Pinot Noir song. I think we got rid of the Lorraine dictionaries. <laughs> Right, so next week, we're going back to the old... Uh, that's right, I'm just pushing this out of the door now. Uh, next week, that. we are going back to the old um, regime of choosing something for someone else to watch, play, listen to, contemplate, or imagine. Um, that's right, I'm just going to use more verbs every time. Uh, so, we're going in the original order, in which I give something to Dave, Dave gives something to Alan, Alan gives something to Sandy, and Sandy gives something to me. Uh, and I'm quickly going to and think about what you well well, when you bring things like Hoodwink to us we're not going to to be honest though I didn't pick Hoodwink for you guys you picked Hoodwink for yourself and invited me on uh, whoa 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 whoa! I did not sign anything as punishment for his heinous crime should we all say that Sandals has to watch Police Academy 2 before he comes back on the show no, we should dunk him in a, in a dunk tank, a yep. tank of like, yep. um, goop. Next time he comes on, he has to give us a uh, a critique. Yeah, he just won't come on, back on uh, well, Police uh, Academy no, think, 2. The next Police Academy movie in line. Because if, if Nick screws up again, then Nick will have to watch Police Academy 2. And you don't want to do them out of order. That'll just confuse everybody. Much worse than having two Sandys on the show. I I don't think we can <laughs> give our guest a um, forfeit. To be honest, I've never for seen next Police time. Academy. So. We're doing it. And if he gets the one from the Moscow, even better. Um, all citizens on patrol. Yes. I, I, I we'll, like them all equally, really. I think this is a thing anyway. to discuss before Sandy comes back next yeah. time. So yeah. So uh, let's go on to what we're giving to each other. Yes. Does anyone have any burning desire to announce what they're giving to someone else? I do. My desire is burning hot like the sun. Uh, I'm giving. I don't think I've seen that. What? What? You... Come on! He said his trousers were covering. <laughs> um... <laughs> Right, um, I'm giving Dave a documentary called I Know That Voice about voice actors being voice actors. It's on Netflix, and I really enjoyed it, so I thought he might too. You know, maybe give him some so he can have some sympathy to those horrible people imaged in that filming of Hoodwinked. Okay, awesome. I'll enjoy that. Um, I'm going to be giving Alan Metal Gear Solid 5 Ground Zero. I've had discussions with Alan before about Metal Gear Solid, and I know he really enjoyed Twin Snakes, the remake of Metal Gear Solid 1 on GameCube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but he hasn't liked the franchise well, since. I haven't played the franchise, and I think it's more to say. And every, every edition seems more ridiculous than the last, but we'll, we'll talk about it. Pretty much all you've to- told me about it is Metal Gear Rising doesn't sound like fun, and I think a lot of people agree with you. But this is a new one, and it's only about two hours long. I may have speedrun it in under ten minutes. But uh, anyway, it's good fun, and it's short. So tell me what you think okay, of it cool, next week. Cool. Um, 
since we, we don't have a theme for next week, Apple in two weeks' time, we don't have a theme, I thought I'd give a theme to Sandy for my choices. That's right, multiple choices. Sandy's going to love me. Um, <laughs> I'm giving Sandy Spooky Selfie, which if you have ever heard anything about that game, you will know how awesome it is. If you haven't, I recommend if you're going to play anything, play Spooky Selfie before next week. Because it will honestly take you ten minutes, and you will love it. It is so comically amazing and hilarious. And it's okay, it's a funny bit, one. So, yeah. that's, okay, that's yeah. good. Not not a scary one. No, it's 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 very spooky. Oh, uh, I mean, okay. it's in the game. Spooky <laughs> selfie. <laughs> to quote the game, it's too spooky for you. <laughs> and the other game's Outer Wilds, which I will admit I haven't actually played this game myself, but. Biggest memory that I have of this game is somebody talking about it and saying that you can launch a drone which can take pictures of you, and the, but you get them on your screen, but they're slightly delayed, and so you can send up and you can get like a selfie movie of it of the drone flying away from you. You can get lots of pictures. So I'm going with the theme of selfies, which is a ludicrous theme now I think about it. But I've chosen, <laughs> so I, we're stuck with that now. <laughs> can you have World of Warcraft in that these days? Oh yeah, yeah. World of Warcraft had a selfie feature in GTA Five and. It's becoming a thing to do now. I think um, Ground Zero, you can take selfies. So yeah, we have that also do that in the Legend of Zelda Wind Waker. Oh, yeah, yeah, the HD remake. Also, the documentary, I know that voice has nothing to do with selfies. <laughs> Neither is what I'm giving Nick. Well, it's about people who don't know their faces. So that's, <gasps> that's true. Oh, oh, I'm the odd one out. Oh. Oh, what, what are you giving? Well, I'm, I'm giving Nick uh, Dark Souls. Well, people who don't have souls, vampires, can't take pictures of themselves. That silence, by the way, was I am just, just checking. I, I like that silence of five people quickly trying to think of how Dark Souls <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> refers to I was quickly searching selfies. whether there was a selfie mod for Dark Souls. <laughs> Potentially is. I. You can play it if you want. <laughs> but yes, that is what we are doing next week. Uh, Dark Souls is all about the so... corruption of the self E. You do not like selfies, do you? That, that is the theme of next week: the corruption of the selfie. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, sad points to note: there is no pl- police. Yeah, Nick's police stories this week because I think it's unfair to get Nick to watch two bad movies in the same week. So we'll we'll leave it until next week. Though I don't think they're bad, but I didn't think Hoodwinked was bad, so that's not my opinion to make. Also, Dave's Magical Space Adventures I think suffered from a similar vein. Dave was a was a. Recovering from the mental trauma? So what, yeah, we all got also, hoodwinked? No, I was actually really enjoying it, but I, I did spend way too much time playing Destiny's Iron Banner. Leveling that up this last week, so that took Preston, unfortunately. He had the other week. But hopefully it'll come back next week. <laughs> that was my week off. <laughs> well, Dave's Magical Space Adventure will be back next week, if only to hear about the boring adventures of Shepard being in a coma for two weeks. <laughs> Yeah, trapped in the room. Well, for she couldn't machine. get out of sick bay. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll have Nick's police stories for you. Otherwise, we're going to tone shift Nick so he sounds like he's really high pitched for the entire podcast. Um, I'm with that. Never listen to the podcast anyway. Yeah, is, that, is that a hoodwink reference? <laughs> I'll drink oh. coffee. <laughs> oh man, I love coffee. That was a hoodwink reference. Yeah, but I love coffee. But I think so. we're, we're starting to deviate off the deviations of the pulling us back to the thing. So, Just uh, one more thing I'd like to say is um, Titanfall's DLC is now all free. The season pass has been released free, so I thought I'd give it another look. And I found the new game mode in it called uh, Deadly Ground. 
and it's basically playing Floor is Lava, and it's amazing. And I may have spent most of this podcast playing Dave it. Dave does that a lot if you haven't care. Pre- uh, previously, it's been Sky Rogue Alpha. Not Rogue Alpha, Sky Rogue Alpha. Yep. Don't Google that. But put the sky in if you want to Google You it. will get topless, man. Anyway, uh, thank you all for listening. We have been Perfect Emotion. We'll see you again in two weeks' time. And uh, thank you, Detective Gardner, for coming on. Yeah, thank you, Sandals. Oh, um, again, thank you. For... Yeah, thank you very much, Detective thank Gardner. Thank you for letting me in your recording studio. Thank you. Oh, cool. <laughs> do you guys want to run through your Twitter tags? Or do you not want people contacting you? At Nick S. Proud, if you wish to contact me for some reason. And I'm at... Oh my god, what's my Twitter handle? I always forget this. But yeah, at Octavius404. Um, I'm uh, lefty underscore Dave, but I, I want to get your emails on at uh, feedback at perfectcommotion.co.uk. We still haven't received our first. It's making me sad. So, Mummy, if you want to give us some feedback. And I'm Team Boris. <gasps> yes, we need an email from Alan's mum. We do need an email from Alan's mum. Hi, Alan's mum. Are we doing Hi, that Alan's again? Mom. Tell us what you think. <laughs> no, we're not... Apparently, she's our biggest fan. Uh, <laughs> Hi, mum. Hi, If you know Alan's what I mean. Mom. We haven't mentioned Tim Curry yet. Well, now Damn we it. have. <laughs> <laughs> so we can end happy. Smashing. Anyway, you can tweet all of us as well on Twitter if you want to shout something public at us at Perfect Commotion with one M that, because Twitter's got silly That is silly the limits. most annoying thing I find for you guys. Well, that we can't spell on Twitter Commotion. Or email us if you can think of a better way to fit perfect emotion in one less character than it needs. If you can come up with a nice Twitter handle, we could just we be perfect. Totally use it and swap it out. <laughs> or perfect com. Or perfect com. Um, or comcast. Maybe. So, <laughs> <laughs> contact us with which of those you think is right, and odds are, if you're the only person who contacts us, you will have direct input into how we <laughs> shape the future of our show. Do you notice at the end of our episodes we get less and less professional? And I'm always surprised that that's yeah. possible. Also, if you want to come on the podcast, ask. And <laughs> suggest some media. <laughs> so come on board, especially if you thought this episode with Sandals was quite good. I, and if your name isn't to... one of ours, you're already way up the list before we get Sandals back. Can I... You have to suggest a piece of media to come on, though. A good uh, yes, media. Yeah, we are going to idea the... it and make sure it's above yeah. like 70. I would like to listen to Alan's mum be on the podcast. <gasps> yeah, I could talk to we my mom. get her totally yes. on the podcast. In fact, I would like to listen to a special mother's cast from all four of your mothers. <laughs> <laughs> that should totally be a thing. <laughs> Does anyone else moms listen to this podcast? No, no, nope, they nope, never yeah. will. <laughs> Can we get Katie on the podcast? No, <laughs> I think after the pornography last week, moms are going to listen to it. Wait, what? You didn't listen to last week's episode, Sandy. For shame. Also, between now and then, we're going to be trying to get on a a, a Cards Against Humanity game that we will uh, Twitch, hopefully, and maybe put on YouTube. So stay tuned for more information about that. One of us might be Twitching our weekly challenges. I would like to watch Dark Souls. Yes. I'll probably cry like a baby. <laughs> <laughs> we should probably end it now. Anyway... Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye bye. bye. bye.